learn to pay off debt for good. Save for the future. Build wealth. Great move that day. Yeah, the PA back in the day just served.
Gregory's return could mean the destruction of our own planet.
kind of take different qualities. has infiltrated the world, infiltrated Europe, infiltrated Asia, infiltrated the U.S. And I'm sorry, but as far as like the blonde hair, blue eye thing goes, like with Hillary or Trump, you
targets here.
Is there anyone on this call? I can I can hear some background noise. Don't be shy. For TIs. Unless you enjoy this uh, torture, or you're a perp. Yeah, uh, the host is doing some things in the background, and I can hear what's going on. Who is the host for this uh, particular program?
Sounds like Benny Goodman, Harry James music. forgiving because uh, sometimes Frank Allen does this he'll he'll get carried away with uh, some program on the radio or TV and you'll hear him getting his coffee and uh, he's taking his time and uh, he he's not aware that you can loud and clear here uh, his programs uh, that he enjoys to watch uh, in the background and Wow, they're talking about Wichita Falls on the news. Wichita Falls, a little bitty town for uh, protesters, but I guess they do have some there. Anybody want to talk about uh, 5G and synthetic telepathy and uh, Corona, but it's for what it's worth, for what it is. Uh, sure, it's a virus, but it's been uh, stepped up a little bit on the uh, they they're they are in training the virus with the link of the five G technology and the the control towers that's what I call them I, uh, a lot of people call them cell towers but I call them control towers because it is it's mind control and uh, yeah the virus is uh, interlinked with the frequencies and uh, when you look at the body of the human being that <clears throat> and the brains in 
most animals, uh, uh, there is a uh, current, a frequency, a uh, stream of faint, faint, very low uh, pulses of electronic frequencies that the brain gives off to tell the organs uh, how to work and uh, the heart rhythms that the if if you are exerted or if there's an animal that's uh, going up the uh, side of a mountain that animal's going to start breathing harder to get more oxygen to feed the brain to for the brain to make more energy to to send more current and energy to the heart for it to uh, beat harder. The muscles are being starved for oxygen, so therefore the brain needs more energy. And uh, the oxygen that the bloodstream carries to the brain, the oxygen then is used. The brain is sending the frequencies that, yes, continue beating faster and harder uh, so you can have the oxygen to get the, the job done of going up the side of that mountain. Well, the viruses are no different. And the viruses can be manipulated from the cell towers and the fusion centers, and they can be select on who they want to be rubbed out, snuffed. I don't like to use the word killed, but in in essence, that's what's going on with the corona, Corvair, Corvette, Corvette, Corvette 19. Corona. You know, it's pitiful to uh, have a a moderator or a uh, somebody who's putting on a a program like this that won't won't uh, engage the conversation. That's pitiful. I'm having a conversation with myself, but the, you know, the synthetic telepathy, uh, I was watching TV and it was on, uh, during when, when, uh, Ella Free was doing her, her show, her program. And 
it was almost as if she were sitting right next to me and I had the volume turned down and uh, I've got the teleprompter uh, typing what it is they're saying on the news of Fox News. And uh, it's very obvious that, that Ella is liberal and uh, she does not like uh, Republicans very much. And <clears throat> she, she pointed out as soon as I, uh, well, I was flipping and surfing and listening to the, her program at the same time. And uh, Ella, oh, there was, uh, I, uh, Ella, you know, if you get a hold of this, you know, the, uh, you said, don't be hypocritical. Practice what you preach because uh, you threw me off the call tonight and uh, I... Uh, they turned down the volume in the background. They're, they want They want this to be heard by Ella. But yeah, you threw me off the call. You know you, you, how chicken shit that is for you to have that background uh, program and the show, and then you turn it down when I'm talking about the moderator of of tonight's call, Ella. You chicken shit piece of of. Uh, no, I don't want to compliment you. I don't want to compliment. That's a compliment. Hello? Yeah, what's going What's shaking? What's going on? Ah, oh, brother. Hello? You just said hello. Come on, man. Hello? Yeah, where, what, hello? Who is this? Who is this? Oh, uh, you know who this is. Who is this? I don't know who you are. Honest who to God, I don't. Are Who am target? I? I'm. I'm. What? Are you a targeted individual or not? Yeah, I'm a targeted individual. Who I'm are also. You? Well, uh, what? What? Why does it? Why is it so important that I reveal I my identity? Well, because you're on this call, sir. Yeah. And are you the moderator? No, I'm not. I just showed up here. Oh, I was, you just I showed up. A, I called in about an hour ago. And there was nobody on here. Somebody was just playing their TV in the background. Yeah, I've heard all that. Yeah, and they're 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 so chicken shit. They don't want to come forward and join the conversation I'm having with myself. Yeah. 
I was I was uh, spouting off some stuff for Ella to hear. Oh, you were on Ella's call earlier. Yeah, she threw me off yeah. the call. Did they have and then and then uh, and then Richard and some other guy uh, got into it, and and the guy called Richard a motherfucker. And then Ella said, "Oh, now come on, you two, stop that." Like that, and uh, no, 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 I don't want you to do that. You know, kind of like, and then she throws me off the call. And I didn't use any profanity. I didn't uh, point out any wrongs that that people were doing. Like, those two wanted to kill each other, it sounded like. And then he starts in on the profanity and and said... uh, uh, I can't remember what it was over, but uh, uh, motherfucker, like that. Oh, now you two got. You need to. You need to cool down. You know, you two guys need to stop. If I was on that call and I just left my TV on in the background, they would mute me, and I wouldn't even be able to speak. I'd have to drop out of the call and call back in. She is such a perp. <laughs> I'm calling her out. She'll she'll never let me on the call again because this is recorded, and and uh, she sets it up. So goes crybaby and off, huh? Hello. Yeah, Hello. are you there? Yeah. yeah, I just got muted for something. You did? Yeah. It said you have been muted by the moderator. Only the moderator can let you out, so I'd have to call, hang up the phone, call back. Oh, yeah, and call back, call back, and then do it again, and then do it over even, again. I don't even know what the hell I said was wrong, but I remember listening in on a conference call that was in the archives from about six months ago, like late last year, uh-huh. and, uh, it was on Eric's call, and Brian, too, was speaking, and he was giving all kinds of informative information, and then this dude, Marcus, was like, got into it with him, picked a fight with him, started insulting him, and Eric was like, he was acting just like Ella was acting tonight, kind of like, uh, oh, you were on the call? You heard it? I wasn't on the call. You tonight. heard it when she talking. threw me off the call? No, I wasn't there for that, but uh, I'm talking about Derek's call. It sounded like the same situation about six, seven months ago on an archive I was listening to with Brian, too, was giving all kinds of informative information, and other targets were asking him questions, and then Marcus and him got into it. Marcus started picking a fight with him, attacking him and insulting him, and and Derek was, like, protecting him and uh, condemning Brian, too. And he and you know Marcus instigated the whole damn thing. Yeah, there's a lot of fence straddling, and you gotta give them room. Derek is being tortured, I guess. I don't, I'm, I don't know, but uh, he sure does have some some hefty stamina for being a TI. He he never complained. He never 
describes his uh, tortures, uh, personal problems on these calls, and that's what these calls are essentially to. They they pick our brains and bodies for information and milk, milk, milk you for for what you're worth on information as a as a guinea pig and then you you get your uh your testimony and then it goes back to the moderator the moderator turns it over to Derek and then Derek uh delivers the the information to the whoever it is the at the fusion centers and uh Derek was a uh, work with uh radio communications in the air force he was he was uh oh i don't i'm not going to say intelligence he's not that intelligent but uh he was he was uh just I guess eyes and ears, uh, field gathering uh, reports and stuff in the field on on bases and people coming and going. I I, I have the feeling that he rarely ever left the base, and I and I wonder if he if he uh, left honorably because he got out fairly uh, young. How many years was he in? And I, uh, I think he told me personally, seventeen years. I asked him when I first met him over the phone, "How many years were you in the Air Force, Derek?" And seventeen years, like that. And I was like, oh, "Okay, all right." Uh, lifers rarely in the military, rarely ever uh, bow out early before 20 years. If you're going to go past two and a half, three years, they romance you and turn you into, uh, you know, a, a cubicle monkey and you you do your work in a cubicle and they'll let you out occasionally but if you're at home and you're on a base you're gonna see that cubicle for a long time and there are jobs there that mechanics that work on equipment and stuff like that you know Airplanes and trucks and and the like, but there are other jobs. It's not all mechanics. <laughs> are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey. Um, yeah. So where are you? Where are you located? I'm in Fort I'm Worth. Li I'm living in a storage shed. You're living in a storage a shed? Yeah. Wow. I got to be real concerned. Well, it's better, it's better than nothing, and it keeps you dry during a storm. Yeah. And uh, I'll, bet you it's war I'll bet you it's warm in there 
uh, in the wintertime. I hope no. I don't know about that, man. I was in here uh, early last month. Uh, it was like down to the 30s. It was kind of cold, man. They didn't keep me warm oh, at yeah? all. I was, freezing, I was freezing my tail off, man. You have a. Uh, where are you located? What state? I'm in Pennsylvania. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, so you you didn't say how cold it was outside, did you? It was probably like I don't know, late early uh, low forties, early uh, high thirties. Yeah. Huh. That's yeah, not that cold. cold. Yeah, it's cold enough, man. I was freezing my tail. Well, off you there. didn't you didn't have a, like a mummy bag or something to sleep in? I was just wearing the clothes on my back, man. I had. An insulated flannel jacket, my black leather jacket, and uh, that's all I really had. Was the clothes on my back. Uh, save your, save your right now. Save your nickels and dimes and buy. Go to a pawn shop and buy a mummy bag. Where are you from originally? New Orleans. No wonder. No wonder you're not. You're not. Uh, well, you know, you're not familiar with that northern uh the way things are done but but you know you can find a mummy bag with holofill and and uh goose down and don't don't buy something cheap uh out of a pawn shop in good fairly good condition you're gonna pay 50 bucks for a moment the one i'm talking about what but there's mean? other bags. There's other sleeping bags that are that are pretty warm, oh, and really? you can where double. You where you get Walmart? them? Yeah, you get them for Walmart. Oh man, the, you, you get what you pay for. Where do you get them? Though? You get them you get, well, don't go to Walmart to buy to stay warm. What? I'm just wondering what? where you buy them. That's what, where do you get them from? I said. I said. Uh, you have you're talking from a smartphone right now, right? Yeah, pretty much. And uh, pretty much, you either are or you're not. But uh, <laughs> really, really, are you on a smartphone right now? Are you? Yeah, yeah, I am. I got to be real conservative because I don't have anywhere to recharge my battery, man. So if my battery gets low, I got to get off the call because. Oh, I hear you. Everything is closed. Oh, sure. Sure. Do you have a? Do you have a? Do you you have a plug and a and the charger? I got a charger, but there ain't no place to charge it around here, man. Uh, That's what. Hey, wait. Hey, wait, wait. Listen, I'm gonna help you out here. That's when you you. All right. Uh, Are you in a neighborhood? I'm right outside of a neighborhood. Out and out uh, on the fringe of a neighborhood, kind of out in the trees. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the neighborhood, but I'm like locked on the compound until until the morning. I can't I can't leave the compound because they got like a, a, a gated a gated fence and everything. I'd have to jump the fence. They got barbed wire and everything. I'm not going to do all that. Plus, I'm out of shape. I'm 40 years old. You know, I'm not. 20 years old or anything can't do it kind well of you sound a lot younger than 40 but li- listen to me listen 
So you're you're in. Uh, do you have an anklet or a bracelet around your? Are you? Did you do a crime and and they're keeping you? No, I'm in. A, no, no, no. I'm not on house arrest or anything like that. Yeah, no. Well, you're, what, what, you're in gate. a compound. What are, what are you talking? Are you in the military? No. Well, that's not the right. No. No. I'm in a. I'm in a facility. It's, uh, what is it? What is it? What kind I'm of facility? I'm trying to tell you what it is. You know what kind huh? it is, man. I told you. I, told no, I, you don't, I, I don't really. Quit playing games. You're a TI. Storage How long have you been a TI? I How long? How long? How long have I've you been, been a TI? I've been aware of it for 11 years, but probably as long as 30 years, really. But I mean, it just right. escalated. Got, right. got really, it just escalated. Got yeah, worse so, so loosen up, loosen up, man. They know everything about you. Who, whoever it is, you're worried for me. Finding out what what you're doing and where you are, and and I don't give a good goddamn about the uh, perps that are out there following me. They're 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 following me. Big fucking deal. I'll uh, well, shoot their ass. I will shoot them. It bothers me, man, because it's bullshit. I didn't really do anything, and I probably never would do anything. I didn't and... either. I was I was too goody goody. I was a goody two shoes. I was the white yeah. sheep of the family. Well, look, it doesn't everybody it else was a goddamn black sheep, uh, incest and bullshit like that in my family. I hear incest you. going on, and I, I would not. Well, it does, I don't. Think I wouldn't. Much. I wouldn't participate in it. And they, I was oh. there. Were, I had three siblings and two fucked up parents. Mm. I got yeah. a lot of goofy and I was the white know. sheep in a black sheep family. There's a lot. It doesn't take much, man, to get on on any lists. No, no, that's uh, that'll get you there from birth. Yeah. When it, when your grandfather is trying to give you French kisses, that's that that I I swear to God, I need him. To his balls when I was three. My dad showed me that. When I was three years old, if anybody ever gets you, and I, he was, I I was sitting on my dad's lap, and my dad, he would kill anybody who would attack one of his kids, and uh, he he was being tortured too. He was, he was, you could say, he and I didn't see eye to eye. And uh, there were things going on, sexual, and uh, when he'd come home drunk, and uh, he'd start blubbering and crying uh, about, uh, being scared and worried for his job, and he's oh god, they're gonna they're gonna expand the company, and I'm gonna get fired, and they're gonna start hiring all these young bucks to come in and and take over the driver positions. He was a truck driver, and uh, so he 
uh, would get all uh, just worked up and uh, for for really nothing because he he had all that experience in the military. He was a marine and he he did a lot of military work uh, during World War II. Uh, I mean combat and he drove a truck during uh in the south pacific and uh he he was in new zealand and australia was there was a portion small portion of islands off the coast of australia that were occupied by japanese and uh, they got them out of there, and then uh, a real uh, fast boat ride from there up to the Philippines, and then as, that was as far north as they got, and then worked their way down uh, to Japan and the sprinkling of islands there in Japan, and uh, he did... Iwo Jima and Guam. My dad was was hellacious. A fighter. A real hardcore. His mother was a fucking whore. My grandmother. My my dad's mother was a whore for an Ojibwa chief. Now, I don't, I, I, I think the American Indians are uh, fine and dandy. What you think that's, what, what do you think about what's going on in Austin, Texas and all around the country, man? Oh, what's in Austin? What's going on there? Now, I hear, I looked on InfoWars earlier, they're saying all kinds of awful shit's going on, like with those riots and those protests or whatever. I've been watching it for a week and a half. Yeah, well, they said, like, I don't know, some pregnant woman got shot, some kid got shot with a beanbag in the face. Uh, some oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're killing people. They're Anthony. killing each other. And uh, they they looted a Target store. I just saw, I'm watching it on t- um, Yahoo News, and there's an all-white man that was protest- protesting Walking down the street yeah. by himself, protesting, and the cops beat shit out of him, pushed him down, left him, and left him down the, on the um, sidewalk bleeding, and walked off. And they just, and the cops just got suspended. The poor old man they just killing just, each other. You know what? That man was probably a targeted individual, and the cops knew exactly who he was. And when they saw him all alone, and he was, he was involved in some shit like that. They don't give a shit. Yeah, it sounds that's more than that's more than probably what was going on. The ones that are going to take the injuries during these riots and protests, that was a good statement you just made. This is a good way to get rid of a bunch of goody goodies. The, the nice good ones, the, the ones that are the resistance, the true resistance. They ain't touching them. This is a little old one. Uh, no, they're touching them. They're wiping them out. This is this is on half black. They ain't touching them, eh? What? This ain't black and white no more. This is a this is a senior citizen. This is a little gray-haired Q-tip, just walking down the street and walking. 
I guess he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but he was protesting by himself, and they pushed the cops, walked up to him, a group of them, and pushed him to the ground and left him there with his head bleeding and stepped over him, and somebody took a camera picture. It's on video. It's on the Yahoo newspaper. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Are you the moderator for this this program tonight? I doubt it. Hello? I doubt it. She might have just got kicked off, but I doubt it. No, no, I don't think so. She just showed up here. She's not the moderator. This is Ryan's call. For all I know, Ryan might. He doesn't really talk much. Oh, Ryan! Ryan can can take it and and give it to anyone else. Well, Ryan doesn't talk much on his call. He may not be on the call tonight. I don't hear. I don't. He'd be talking if he was on. I hope he's all right wherever he's. He probably just he probably just opens up the call and goes on drinking in his grandpa's basement. I don't know. So he drinks. He's got a drinking problem. He says he has to drink to get to sleep. He said if he doesn't get any sleep, he could have a heart attack. Is, uh, How old is uh, Ryan? How old is he? 30s. Late, mid to late 30s, I'd say. Uh, you know what? All that nanotechnology that they put in liquor is going to give him a heart attack. They'll hit him with a, with a frequency, and the nano goes straight to the brain until then... They tell the they interrupt and intercept what the brain is saying and stop his heart, just like the caribou and the elk that are going across the Finnish, you know, Finland and and uh, Denmark and uh, Iceland and Canada and Alaska. There's there's all those Arctic uh, deer-like creatures, the caribou and elk. They can. They, that's how they knock and call. They call herds that are two thousand plus in in one herd by birth, by the date of their birth, and they they uh, sure they they can watch over the elk, but with uh, these little bumblebee helicopters, but they can also knock them out of the air with the satellites. And I, from from the satellites, they knock the caribou and the elk out of the herd. They fall down, and then they harvest the meat. And they the uh, communities they prefer the meat of those animals over beef. They would rather eat the uh, those animals that are out there roaming and eating uh, off the tundra, they're, they're extremely healthy animals. But they, that's how they call now. They, they knock them down. They'll, they'll go out there and the, it was by accident. Uh, there was uh, some guy in Canada, north, far, far northern Canada, saw a herd of caribou going through and a helicopter was real high up 
and it was just sitting there hovering over this herd of uh, caribou that was going across there in, in a valley. And he's watching. He was, I think, with his wife and uh, about 50-plus caribou fell down all at the same time out of a herd of, uh, oh, I don't know how many there were. It's on the Internet. The story I'm telling you is on the Internet. And uh, I don't remember the people's names. I don't. I just remember where it was and the details of that it was caribou that that were up there. And uh, they witnessed those animals fall down at the same time. How long have you been aware of your targeting? What? How long have you been aware of your targeting? My targeting? Yeah. Hardcore, the the real painful stuff about it, the the electronic attacks and and, uh, going after my body, I saw my dad go through all of this. I watched him, uh, he avoided the family. He didn't want us, the family, becoming victims of of the same stuff. He was scared that what they were doing to him, he complained about his ears ringing and his eyes blurring and burning. His eyes would burn about every third or fourth night. And I just put two and two together legacy and you know what you know what a legacy is it's carried from a family kind of ritualistic kind of things that happen to uh, family members and organizations of they they carry over a legacy and I watched my dad all those years of living there in the family house. And I, I left when I turned, I was 18 for about four months and I got out of there. I I got me a decent job, a really good paying job. I was a surveyor for road work, highways and bridges and, and all that. Put, uh, neighborhoods put, putting in cul-de-sacs and, and uh, turnarounds and ditch drainage ditches and, and but road work for highways and freeways and turnpikes and stuff. I did all, all of that with the J.D. Abrams company and I was getting damn good pay and I, and I lived alone and I was the first one in the family of the, of the kids that made it everybody else had a roommate or living in a house full of uh pot smoking hippie freak uh i smoked pot and and uh but i was i was i had a good enough paying job 
that I didn't need to mooch off of my hippie friends. I was a hippie, but I got a good job. And they were flipping burgers and stuff and happy with that. And I said, go ahead. Go ahead and flip burgers the rest of your life. I'm not doing that. And I did not have a roommate. Ever. I lived alone. I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't want the convenience of them running off with all my expensive shit, jewelry and stuff and eating my food and, and just using users. I didn't want the, the headaches and the fights and the arguments and stuff. I avoided that stuff. I, I was, I was, a a peace, love, dove hippie. But I saw the fights. I saw fights over girls. I saw fights over, uh, one time, uh, a guy ran off with the antifreeze that was going to go, that's going to keep my truck cool during the summertime. And, and you ran off with it and put it in your car. I know you did. I saw the containers. I marked them. He's, he did. He marked, he got a, something to scratch. And and on the bottom of the container, he checked it, and there were his his name and initials. And uh, he just put a, enough of the ID on the bottom of the container, and he showed him, and he kicked his ass so bad over over antifreeze. Well, what's your name again? Mark. Mark. What's yours? What's yours? Dave. David. David. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, man, I'm going to have to talk at you later because i got to conserve my battery. I don't have any way to charge my phone right now. Hey, hey listen, listen. Make friends with the nearest house to you. Just do what you can. Don't beg work or anything. Just be, uh, Do you have a bicycle or a car or something? No. You're on foot all the time. Right. Yeah. That's all the better to to uh, be walking and, and the nearest house to you and ask them if they couldn't do you the favor of helping you out. You're away from home. You're kind of having a little rough go of things. And, and ask them politely if you couldn't use a plug to charge your phone. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to do that, man. Absolutely. Yeah, the nearest uh, plug, a place where there is electricity. It doesn't matter who it is. Make yeah. friends with that person. So it'll, so it'll yeah. knock out your uh, – how far away would that be for you? What What do you mean? A walk from where your know. shed is, a About storage a shed or what? Well, half a block. About a half a block. Yeah. Well, there's houses uh, in 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 there in that half a block. What is that? Two two football fields away or less? No, no, probably like fifty yards, a sixty or seventy yards at the most. 
But look, man, I'll talk at you later, bro, because I gotta conserve my battery, man. I can't make friends can't with see. someone that has a, a. How long have you been in that shed? Uh, off and on. This is for like a while now. I don't want to talk too much off about it. Off and on. Uh, they're friends. They're friends of yours. They're, are they friends of yours? Uh, I'll talk at you later, but I gotta go. I'll talk at you later. All right. Hello. How's it going, gentlemen? You guys didn't finish what you were saying about targeting. David and Sudan, are you still there? Hey, uh, he he took off. He had to go charge his phone. Oh yeah, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> oh man, I mean, you know, he said he was living in a in a shed. Those are harsh living conditions. There, there wasn't sure. there wasn't any. Uh, do you know a lot about that guy? Yeah, I've heard him on the calls every other week. <clears throat> every other He's week. Yeah. How long have you know how long have you known him? Um, a few months now. Quite a few months, probably wow, like wow. five months. So uh he's living in a compound, he said. What 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 why why is he in a compound with uh, razor wire all all over the place? The tall fences and razor wire. What what's going on with that? <clears throat> wow, I don't know. I wish I did know. I wish I could give you an answer. Had you ever heard of that before? No, I hadn't heard of that till now. It's not even uh, really. Mark. What are you doing? Well, why? Why? Hey, what? what? Who are you? This is Lonnie. I, I know Lonnie? all about Fort Worth. Yes. I've known oh, David. You know from all about Fort Worth? Worth? Um, be quiet. Just a the minute. Tomorrow, we'll see, can they shut it down for at least a month or two? Just let it go. You know all about Fort Worth? I talk on it. I sure do. I went to school there. Yeah, what Listen. about it? What, tell, tell me what you know about Fort Worth. Oh, forget yeah, it. Yeah, I had one of them. Well, tell me, tell me you know all about Fort Worth. What, what, where, where in Fort Worth? That's landline. No, that's the landline. Every church. I was on this call tonight. Don't start. Don't start. Don't start. 
Yeah. Sounds like Mark. this call's being interrupted. Yeah. Yeah, what 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 yeah, go ahead. What's up? What's up, Lonnie? I haven't heard from you in a while. You called you called my name out to go ahead. What do you want? Hi Mark. Hi, Marcus. It's good to hear from you. Hey Lonnie. Just like for somebody to be able to speak without Mark talking over them. And I wanted to say this, Mark. If David didn't want to tell you all about what he's doing, it's not your business. Why are you so curious? Let him alone. Why not? I'm a TI. He's a TI. I want to help him. I want to know more detail about his his targeting. I want to know the kind of torture so I can uh, uh, bear bear some of the weight that he's bearing. I have plenty of energy. It sounds like he's he's pretty used up. How many people are on That's this call? Why. That's why. I, I love humanity. And it <laughs> sounds to me like you guys are, uh, you know, and I, I'm not going to say it. Not yet. Not not now. Okay, another time. Good night, no, everybody. It's, not, it's an, uh, another time, yeah. I'm at the yeah, on a bigger... I believe you, Mark, that you're trying to help David out. Pretty sad living in the shed with with a uh, razor wire all around.
What is it?
University of San Diego right now in San Diego, California. I'm a target of organized stalking, which is also known as gang stalking, electronic harassment, remote neural monitoring, remote neural influencing, and remote neural stimulating, and the computer to brain link, which is clearly described in the remote neural monitoring file. It is also known as the computer to brain feedback loop. I make these videos in order to be able to help people understand this expedition that is going on towards me and hundreds of thousands of Americans and millions worldwide, literally. And the reason why I make these videos is because human life is precious, okay? Um, it has been discovered over me, uh, by me over time as a result of being a target of this openly for 10 full years now, every single day. I've discovered a lot in reference to who's responsible for these expeditions, who plays a role in it, who plays a role in covering it up and protecting it, and what their motivations and aspirations are, along with their assets and methods. One of the aspects of one of the things that I have discovered in reference to what I've already stated is who allows it, who protects it, and what it is. It's nothing but organized crime within the system and within the community that is connected to it. Um, these individuals have done their homework. What I mean by that? What I mean by that is that they uh, have literally... Uh, like a octopus in a way, where you got the head and then you got the, the, the eight arms. Each of the arms is tentacle, tentacle out within the community. Churches, charities, social services, social security, um, uh, the police department, fire department, and uh, university campuses. Now, I'm going to take a break in my uh, continuation of what I was just stating to give you a hint on how prevalent these expeditions are. Go to Google and type in organized talking in universities. You get over mm -hmm. 8 million responses. You're not getting 8 million responses for no reason. And since I got your attention concerning being able to Google specific terms, go to Google and type in gang stalking or organized talking in libraries. And you'll come to understand the factual realities in reference to look, if you can get organized stalking achieved and expedited on university campuses, and at public libraries, even using library employees, staff on campus, even including campus safety, then you have to automatically, anybody would be able to deduce that there's problems in play here in order to be able to get any kind of people to engage in these activities. Because there ain't no organized street crime that's got the power to do this by themselves. Because it's got to be protected to understand uh, what I'm saying in reference to uh, these types of expeditions uh, involve what their aspirations and motives are and uh, how prevalent these types of expeditions are going on in each and every community in each state in the United States. My name is Leslie Williams. I'm in San Diego, California. They have me totally isolated in this campaign. And they will use anybody and everybody they can in the community to aid and abet them in boxing me in and entrapping me to discredit me and possibly to even contain me to keep me from exposing this crime. We're talking about police officers, judges, prosecutors, DA's office. Who would not believe what I know? And believe me, social services is also involved in these expeditions. My name is Leslie Williams and I'm making this video today right, uh, right here on USD campus. And um, this video is being made for informative purposes, educational purposes. What we have to do is understand how organized stalking and uh, a good way to understand that is by looking at um, these types of crimes go on in institutions like universities, okay? And 
you know, they're connected to organized street crime as well, because it's a syndicate. It's a flat-out nationwide syndicate. And the thing about it is, is that they got their white and blue-collar workers, and they got uh, connections in all areas of employment in the white and blue-collar uh, employment uh, sector. So as a result, whenever a target is picked and flagged for this, these types of expeditions, um, uh, the members that are in the community that are part of the syndicate engage in the protocols and templates of behaviors towards the target whenever a target enters their environment or their area. And they also had the power positions in the community to get innocent people in the community to harass the target based on usually slander and falsified police reports and criminal investigation files, you name it. Now, a lot of that is achieved through community notifications, uh, fake badges, and um, uh, the disease uh, is usually connected to a certain employment description, like a police officer or a firefighter or a judge or a law, you know, prosecutor. <clears throat> so the point I'm trying to make here is that um, when you have uh, these criminal expeditions going on towards innocent human beings, in which every area of their life is totally destroyed, they see vehicle accidents, um, we're harassed everywhere we go, and remote neural monitoring is being used towards us. And on us, it's done to alter our brains in reference to our brain states. It's done to monitor our book potentials uh, for scrutinizing information so they can use it as an asset for them. And um, and one of the ways that they use remote neural monitoring is say if a target of of these expeditions, I I believe for at least personally, eighty five percent of targets are targets of remote neural monitoring. Gang stalking is alive in this country, and the politicians are denying that it exists. There are literally thousands of websites providing information about these crimes. Sites that explain the truth of what's going on. There are many sites that you should go and check out. Go to gangstalkingworld.com, go to duckoverwar.com, go to YouTube and check out Organized Stalking Informers. <laughs> Are you being stalked, harassed, and privacy violated? Has your work, personal life, been sabotaged or ruined and you don't know why? Are you experiencing trouble with your phone, email, and internet services? Are you being denied help from government considering missions? Or not alone? As many as one person per 100 are being targeted in North America. Eight topics get thrown on this list as circles 
assaults, even rapes, uh, theft, robbery. They even literally will run over a target with a car. My name is Leslie Williams. You know, I expose these crimes to help people understand the factual realities in reference to the nature of these expeditions, the tactics and methods used, so that American citizens can know what's really going on. Um, I'm a good woman. I'm a Christian woman. I don't do anything illegal. I do not do drugs. I do not drink. I do not sleep around. I do not steal. Um, and, um, you know, I don't hang around anybody at all because the stalking and they like where I'm sitting at right now if somebody was to walk by me and talk to me and I decided to talk to them that, that, that then when that person would stop talking to me and eventually leave what they would do through the stalking is they see and through the remote monitoring they literally see who I'm talking to then what they'll do is have that person walk by me the next day or later on the same day and have that person engage in gang stalking towards me yeah because they want you to feel psychologically undermined, they want you to feel hopeless about your situation, and they want you to feel that no matter who you talk to or where you go, you're going to be harassed and that we're capable of infiltrating any circle. Okay, that's, that's part of the reason why the monitoring is on. Okay, uh, again, today's date is May 4, 2012. I'm in San Diego, California, and I am gang on this campus like you would not believe. Now, a lot of the students here are just people that are coming to school to get an education, mind their own business, and go about their lives as it should be. But the rest of them uh, that are involved in these expeditions come up with more like to, and the other ones just do it because they believe that it's fun. And I try to keep in mind there are people that are I'm twice their age, so I blow most of it off, you know. Um, a lot of them like though there's no way that just your low-level street crime whether it's organized or not would have the power to get library staff reference staff and circulation staff and campus safety to also aid in the bed in the gang stalking harassment that shows you that power positions in the community are allowing it protecting it and they play a direct role in making sure that it does not get exposed because it's organized crime in the system means police officers, yes, firefighters, and I'm not saying all of them, I'm just saying the connected ones, they use their employment descriptions to aid in the bed in their criminal expeditions, the San Diego police are directly involved in this crime towards me, physically, literally, and they're not only involved in it, but they allow it and protect it, they see that I'm uploading videos of people they're getting along my routes to harass me, including on the bus, on the trolley, yeah. And, um, and along my walking routes, including at businesses, and they don't like it because they're being exposed. The people they get to engage in organized stalking, I'm taking video pictures of. If any of them are recognized by the public, or if this gets out of hand and more undeniable, undisputable proof gets caught and uploaded to YouTube, then what's the San Diego police gonna do? Keep denying this is happening towards me? They also had the audacity to say that gang stalking doesn't exist and then they turned around and said it's not a crime in a second breath in a, in a separate part of the continued conversation and all you got to do is go to youtube and type in gang stalking bullying on steroids and you'll see that it was covered by the chula vista police just on march 11 2011 chula vista police officer he said it's a felony that the gang stalking has been going on forever and then it's even reached out to the cyber world that was a chula vista police officer right on the news broadcast covering it okay and these guys are trying to tell me that it's not a crime bullshit Understand this to be clear, they've been caught red-handed. 
flat out red handed undeniable undisputable physical tangible proof that this crime is occurring and they know they're involved in it so the only thing they're doing is allowing it to happen aiding and abetting in it happening and then using trying to use some crazy excuse that the, that the target of the crime is mentally ill because that's how they discredit the truth by discrediting the truth teller understand this and be clear um I expose this crime so people can look up on the internet what it is. As an example, go to Google and type in organized talking universities. You will literally understand that Google generates to you 8 million responses. Those amount of Google generated responses are not for no reason. As a result, use the information that you scrutinize from the specific web pages that come up and scrutinize what it is. And what happens to us fellow targets? They're into human trafficking, sexual servitude rings, trust fund liquidation, property co-opting, land co-opting, mortgage co-opting. They go after single mothers, single women, people on disability. Understand what's happening towards me and hundreds of thousands of other Americans right now in current time as a result of being a target of what is known as organized gang stalking. And remote neural monitoring both happens of directly connected to sexual servitude rings, human trafficking rings. Mortgage co-opting, land co-opting, property co-opting, trust fund liquidation. They're into all types of racketeering. And they're also into brain entrainment for behavior modification purposes. And that's where the prostitution and human trafficking come in at. So they can then turn around and use remote neural monitoring to stimulate what's entrained. Mind control. It's mind. It's neural enslavement. And I expose these crimes to inform the community at large and to expose visual cortex and it's 
the result they see it on the remote neural monitoring, the artificial intelligence picks the best uh, uh, conversations to transmit back to the target based on the root what the remote neural monitor reads, and then transmit electronic harassment back to the target based on what it's reading. So a target is literally harassed about anything. The remote neural monitor can also literally, literally ascertain all your physiological responses. Like if I'm, if I'm uh, literally uh, getting ready to burp, the remote neural monitor will uh, pick through the artificial intelligence dialogue for the electronic harassment to spit back towards the target if it's based on a burp. Literally does this. And that's just one section of what targets put up with on a nonstop basis. From the, from the very second I wake up, I am subject, literally subjected to nonstop electronic harassment based on anything that I'm doing because I see what I'm doing based on anything my audio cortex is processing, like my internal dialogue, because sublocal speech is heard by your audio audio cortex. This is literally what I put on the electronic harassment aspect. And they use also, again, like I have already mentioned, they use remote neural monitoring to monitor what your plans are for the day. So they get the organized stalkers along your route to already be there at places you're going to, and your transportation route to getting there. Like, if I think to myself, I'm going to go to Walmart, and they know my regular routines as far as what transportation routes and where I'm at as far as where I might be hiking at. They literally put people on the nine, on, on the 928 bus. So when I get on the bus, I have to see them engage in gang stalking, organized stalking, physical gestures. It's called uh, visual anchoring and audio anchoring. The audio, anch- audio anchoring is directly tied to the tactic of uh, direct conversations. And the visual anchoring has to do with where they uh, uh, anchor specific physical gestures for a target to see on a non-stop basis every single day along all of the routes throughout the whole duration of where they might be at. Whether it's on a bus route that's like if I got on a Greyhound for seven hours, I'm, 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 a target is subject to, to, to seeing repetitive behaviors non-stop. And why do they do that? They do that in order to be able to, whenever a target is first picked, they're usually traumatized, including rape. And what they'll do when they're traumatizing on target is they'll associate certain things that are said or certain physical gestures that are done while the traumatization is taking place. As a result, the, tar- uh, the target remembers the victimization and remembers the associated uh, behaviors and statements that were made as they were being traumatized. While the body stores a physiological response in reference to not only the trauma, but everything that was witnessed as the trauma was occurring. So then what they'll do is associate certain statements, converse, uh, comments, and physical gestures when a, when a trauma is occurring, and then have people get along a target's route and either have them re-mention things that were said during the, during the tra- uh, trauma, or engage, or what they'll do is reenact specific things that were done as the trauma was occurring to get the body, to, to get the mind to remember it, and then to have the body physiologically respond again to it, because the body and the mind stored the mental pictures of, of, of what they witnessed as they were being traumatized, and the body stored all the phys- original physiological responses in reference to what it's seen and heard as it was being traumatized. That's like when a Vietnam vet comes back from the Vietnam War, whenever he hears a helicopter, he's automatically brought back to that day, and uh, you know a lot of massive uh, you know shooting shooting going on around him. You know he's in, you know he's thinking I gotta you know I'm in the midst of really bad stuff here. I could get killed. And so the mind and body stores all that anticipation, anxiety, and everything. And that's what I mean. Uh, they, they're directly attached. They deliberately and intentionally, with total malice and forethought, create post-traumatic stress and do nothing but get 
along your route to make a target remember uh, uh, how they have traumatized you. Your mind and body constantly reacting to it. And it's, this is nothing but called over and over psychological, mental, and emotional uh, 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 traumatization and re-traumatization. And this is what us targets put up with on a daily basis while we're homeless. Because they get landlords on board to steal your rent, postal employees on board to steal your rent if you mailed it, like if you mailed it in the mail, certified mail return receipt. This is literally what us targets have to live with on a daily basis. They get the business community in on these uh, harassment campaigns. Everywhere I go, I'm subject to people doing this. <laughs>
take care of themselves because they're homeless, even though they're the ones who created the homelessness. Yeah. So the whole goal is Medicare expectation to take over a target social security checks through a syndicated probate attorney and a syndicated probate judge. Uh, doctors are involved in these schemes, social services workers, social security workers, police officers, firefighters, um, uh, you name it, the list goes on. All you got to do is Google everything I'm saying and cross-reference it to organized stalking and or gang stalking. My name is Leslie Williams, and this is what us targets experience on a non-stop basis every single day. Everywhere we go. This fire is just in the center here, right here. And it falls right here that I'm gang stalked on a fever scale every time I come by here at CBS, Ralph's, and Burger King. And you can't see the Ralph's up here because it's actually that, that building that's way over there. This is just a tidbit file. Let you know, let fellow Americans know and fellow San Diegoans know. Uh, this man Kansas came over here. I caught a worker gaslighting me as she was sitting over there with a crafted uh, harassment, over harassment. And uh, what they do is they basically uh, gang stalk a target everywhere they go when they see that they're along their regular routes because they come over here practically at least three to four times a week. And what they do is I'm entering from over at that location over there through uh, Friars Mission Center. I'll come up on a hill and they come up in the parking lot, come over on here, walk through this way. And since they know my regular route, what they'll do is station these um, uh, organized stalking idiots along these routes in order to engage in the physical gestures for me to see. This in turn makes the target feel stalked because they got to know where you're at in order to do it. That's called overt sensitization tactics, delivered through uh, direct conversation tactics and physical gestures. And um, they also use the business community as well by uh, putting out what is known as the community notification. And that's a law enforcement tool that's supposed to be used to notify the public uh, about people that are just getting out of jail that might be sexual predators, whatever. And it's to inform the community that these types of individuals are being released from jail. But they're using it for criminal expeditions because it's organized crime within the system. They're directly connected to human trafficking rings, sexual servitude rings, prostitution rings. And the San Diego police are directly involved in this expedition. Now, Ralph is right over here. So every time I go in there, or CVS, that's right down the road here. Or in the Burger King that's right past Ralph's, I experienced the physical gestures by their employees, including management and people coming in acting as customers. And they come in as a result of them knowing that I frequent these businesses when I come through here. So my goal is to show you fires from the center. And this is where targets of uh, uh, this is where I'm literally subject to fevers, non-stop organized gang stalking, sensitization tactics, physical gestures mostly, and uh, also direct conversation tactics as well. I suggest you go to Google and type in organized gang stalking or gang stalking and sensitization tactics. Now, another thing for you to understand, if you went to uh, Google and typed in organized stalking or gang stalking at Wells, look at how many other targets are saying they've been gang stalked at Wells. everything I'm saying to you in reference to the description of what I'm saying. Plus reference it all to everything I've described, like remote neural monitoring, electronic harassment. Go to www.surveillanceissues.com and thoroughly scrutinize everything. Thoroughly scrutinize electronic harassment, computer brain feedback loop, remote neural monitoring, remote neural influencing, remote neural stimulating, and organized talking, which is also called gang stalking. And you'll clearly, clearly be able to scrutinize and understand. You would not believe what they're doing to just normal, everyday citizens who do nothing wrong because
because they are totally 100% involved in organized crime that is within the system that is hosting this, protecting it, allowing it, and making money off of it. I'm in San Diego, California right now. I'm learning disabled, and this is what I put up with on a daily basis. You know what they do to target the whistleblower? They call them crazy by using mental health. They set up and they stage a street theater out in the community to uh, provoke a target or assault a target, and then they stage the witnesses, blame it on the, blame it on the target, and then send them to county mental health to have them discredited by one of their syndicated corrupt mental health officials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Google organized stalking and or gang stalking to corrupt uh, mental health. You'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. My name is Leslie Kern Williams. I'm a target of gang stalking. Also, remote neural monitoring what's going on towards me in San Diego, California as a result of being a target of gang stalking. Anywhere I go along my routes, and this additionally includes the transportation routes, walking, public transportation, or bicycle that I use to get there. Gang stalking. Um, if you're a gang stalking target, you would be picked for multiple reasons, multiple aspirations behind the reason why you were targeted. A person can be picked for gang stalking just because they're a whistleblower, they witnessed something at the wrong time, and as a result of being gang stalked, they can then be used for multiple aspirations. Because it's protected by the government, literally. It's sick and it's sad and it's pathetic. Um, it took me a long time to believe this because I had to exhaust uh, the avenues that I ran to for help. And as a result of not getting help and then later seeing how they were used, I started believing what was already online concerning it. And I'm talking about newspapers. Even some TV crews can be attached to gang stalking. And, um, yeah, I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying sometimes you will, that can be the case. David Lawson talked about that. He wrote a book about gang stalking. Okay, so what's happening towards me? Well, they pick uh, a, a person can be actually uh, uh, picked for human experimentation when they're a kid, and then they can be let go of, but they'll still be tracked uh, since this is governmentally involved because research is also human experimentation is a big aspect of this. Um, so the point I'm trying to make to you here is that uh, a target may be picked as a child for one reason, and then they're just thrown to the wolves later on in the life. Uh, but, but they're still kept track of. Organized crime that has uh, this technology is directly attached to the truth itself and directly attached to the federal government, who then trickles that technology also down to local crime groups, wealthy corporations. The wealthy can get a hold of it once you start researching, gang stalking, find out what you need, and reference to how they operate, which is described online. That's what I did. It says it all over the internet that these people go after people on disability. Uh, they go after single women, single mothers. Uh, they go after minorities. They go after uh, uh, the elderly. And they can go after specific individuals. They've got power positions in the community. And that means they deposit power positions to intimidate property owners that might own an apartment building. They're capable of a lot of nasty stuff. Even blacklist targets. They are openly harassed and gang stalked. Along all the routes, the business community is notified. And um, uh, this is a book right here called Holes in the Gap. Okay, and it literally says it right on there gang stalking and community communication. That proves literally right there.
also use other technology, which is called remote neural monitoring, remote neural influencing, and remote neural stimulating, as well as other uh, extreme technologies that has extreme capabilities, like you would not believe. Remote neural monitoring, they can literally piggyback on the frequency of any device, any device, tape recorder, cell phone, this digital camera, and go in and edit or alter or delete anything that is stored in these devices so that the data cannot be scrutinized by the public, literally. And it literally states it, literally, in the remote neural monitoring file. And gang stalking expeditions do not like uh, public exposure because of who's involved in it. The police, the fire department, members of the district attorney's office that went down to the San Diego district attorney's office and told them I was a human trafficking target as a result of being a gang stalking target and that there was an extreme likelihood that the San Diego police were involved with it. And one and a half days later, not even 36 hours later, I was assaulted on a brutally assaulted on an MTS bus. Uh, and then they sent me a video that was totally 100% altered. That's already online as far as me, me taking a video of, a, of sections of the video that they, they sent me. So I took the CD-ROM out of the computer because they had literally sabotaged while I was working on, on uh, things over at the University of San Diego, I'd be like writing a post and I'd have 10,000 words written and they'd go in and, and totally shut down the whole page. And I'd go bring it back up and all the work's gone. That's why at times I have, I have had to copy and paste my work while I'm in the middle of it to a Gmail account and then go back and attempt to finish it because they were constantly, constantly shutting down my web pages while I'm in the middle of work. So what I'm trying to point, I'm trying to a bunch of other stuff that they do over at the University of San Diego in reference to what I'm doing online. So when they seen, then I noticed that it was altered because I was putting a mouse cursor over the places that I that I uh, uh, were visually recognizing in the video as far as it being altered. They seen me moving the mouse around. As I gang stalkers walking by my vicinity uh, at the University of San Diego and acting like, damn, we got a problem now. I could got to understand what I'm talking about here. I deal with these people every single day, okay, and their, and their goal is to purposely get around me to make me notice their harassment. So when they feel threatened about anything, they have a, because a lot of them they use are young kids who don't know how to uh, not show their emotions, literally, basically look up and, and, and basically see what their attitude is like for the day, and this is no lie. This is what gang stalkers do. They literally sit around you to observe what you're doing online and also they're communicating with the host and director who is using the remote neural monitoring on me literally what they do with remote neural monitoring is they literally harass you concerning your remote potentials and if you don't believe me type in remote neural monitoring at youtube and listen especially listen to the nyc chronicle video he doesn't have the technical education uh in order to be able to thoroughly describe exactly what's being utilized towards her but understand this and be clear, she does very well in, in describing what they're doing. She doesn't have the technical expertise to describe exactly how they're doing it, though. I do, because I took electronics <clears> in school, and I also studied the brain for four and a half years because of my learning disability. So when you look at the bioelectric aspects of the brain and how that is directly uh, incorporated within the technology of remote neural monitoring, then you can understand that evoked potentials can be read in real time. And then the individuals who will hold the remote neural monitor basically communicate with the gang stalkers on campus about when to do a certain thing to make me feel like I'm being harassed in reference to the evoked potential that are being processed. And if you don't believe me, I think gang stalking is Gloria Naylor. She's a 
she was literally in her face for last concerning something that she processed, which are thoughts, evoke potentials, and uh, they literally harassed her within like a two-hour period concerning what her evoke potentials were. Remote neural monitoring, you just have to look at it this way, remote neural monitoring is not online for no reason. It's that technology that is there, it's literally there online for you to read for no reason. This technology exists, and the fact that the patents and everything, the, the patents of it, are not online for no reason. This is technology that literally exists. So this is what they do. They literally will harass a target based on anything a target does physically and their evoked potentials, because the whole goal is to make a target feel victimized and re-traumatized. Why do they do that? Because they want to break a target down so they can get custody of a target to take everything a target's got and to brain and train them for prostitution. Why, how they're in the human trafficking. They get a hold of women, people on disability, and they try to train them for prostitution. And that's all done once they get them in isolated environments that they control through gang stock and syndicated individuals within the system. And that's all done by them getting power of attorney of the target once the target breaks down as a result of them being destitute, which is all created by them covertly, by them stealing the rent of a target, making them homeless, wrecking the target's vehicle by deliberately causing a vehicle accident. They did that to two of my cars. And this is all done to continue to break down a target because they make money off the effects of a target being broken down as a result of them being tortured. This is the true, literal, heinous nature of this crime. How do they make money? When a target breaks down and on Social Security, what they do is they see they're breaking down because they're monitored constantly. Whether they're in a home, whether they're in a hotel room, campsite, RV, car, anywhere. They're monitored. And uh, as a result of the monitoring, what they're able to do in the, in the stalking, uh, they're able to literally ascertain if the target's breaking down, calling 911. And as a result, they're shipped off to a hospital because they're literally, they're literally deliberately pipelined to a syndicated doctor who then works hand-in-hand with syndicated hospital administrative staff to build Medicare out of thousands and thousands and thousands thousands of dollars each and every time that target breaks down. Now, uh, the people that they're connected to have literally set up billing corporations. What they are, they're really nothing but faces that are called billing for billing services. And what they do is they are, the, the controllers of their billing literally work hand in hand in the, in the building of the Medicare. And all these thousands of dollars that are generated off the 7 to 10 to 21 hospital day stay, even more, we funnel that money they end up getting from Medicare back into the hands of the people that participated in the accepted insurance fund. This is one of the avenues they make money off of a target. The other avenue is to eventually contain the target by saying the target cannot take care of themselves as a result of the destitution that they covertly create by stealing their rent checks, intimidating the landlords, bribing landlords to create the homelessness. Then they exploit the fact that the target's homeless by stating that the target cannot take care of themselves because well, how I mentioned to you that they're shipped when they break down, they're shipped to the hospital. That doctor will falsely diagnose them with a disorder. To make, and that's done for two reasons. To make it look like the billing was done legally in reference to a diagnosis and to discredit the target because once those accumulated diagnoses are, are documented, they'll combine them, stage a big incident, bring the target before a syndicated judge, and they'll sign over power of attorney make the target a legal cut off ward of the state. And then a syndicated individual then once they get a hold of a target with a syndicated power of attorney, they place them in a home where they're sexually abused and sexually entrained. 
robbers and trained in reference to the use of violence to tell a target that we're going to keep doing this to you until you give up sex. So then the target starts to think to themselves, okay, i got to cooperate, I'm going to get beat up, whatever. As a result of them thinking this and then cooperating, what is entrained neurally is identified and marked through remote neural monitoring and then stimulated at any date for any man they bring along at target's path in the home or in a place where they have activities. Uh, that are mandatory that a target has to attend as a result of being in the home. And they stimulate that neural network that was entrained back in current time. And therefore, that thinking is brought back into current time and acted out again. Because here you have a little sexual slave. And that's a result of the remote neural monitoring. So the whole goal, literally, is to create nothing but a sexual slave, okay, to make money off that angle, to milk the Medicare because they're constantly being put back in the hospital every 30 to 40 days incidences that happen in the house and the target's blamed on them. They are then told they have to go to the hospital to get on medication because they're out of control. And then that's all staged. Those, uh, those, scheduled, those incidences are scheduled on days to where the uh, syndicated doctors are working so they can then turn around and do the same thing again to the target of Medicare thousands and thousands of dollars. And it's all kicked back to every single person that played a role in it. Once they own those syndicated homes, the fire department, EMS personnel that are syndicated in the cops that syndicated on their chain that will protect the uh, syndicated home in case the target ever breaks away and calls 911, like runs to a neighbor or whatever. Who is it? Who is unseen? The target is literally leaving. They literally get on their phone and they call the syndicated police officer on their on duty that day and literally, literally prevent a target from ever escaping. And this is what's done. Torture for money. I'm learning disabled. This is what's happening to me. I have to live this way every single day my life because of this is going on toward me in San Diego. It's a nationwide syndicate. It's happening in literally every state. It's nothing but organized crime that is infected in the system and allowed by the system because of the organized crime that is literally infected within the system. They did the same thing to Connie Marshall. They took her grandchildren because they got taken from her placed in a syndicated home and each child that got taken from her uh, uh, that syndicated home applied for federal funding per child something about money, torture, and illegal kidnapping for profit. So all you have to do is thoroughly research gang stalking. My name is Lefty Williams. I'm learning disabled. I'm in San Diego, California. I experience this on a daily basis, and I expose this to help people understand what's happening to me, my fellow targets, and to help current targets who might not understand what's happening towards them.
can gain something out of tonight, especially feeling of empowerment. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, especially if you are needed for additional support, please don't hesitate to email me, TIAngel2016 at gmail.com. Now I'd like to take the opportunity to introduce you to our guest. Hi, Linda. Hi, Ella.
I love mine. Yeah, she's not crazy. And uh, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Fine. Stop. Stop. So um, I guess we should start beginning. Like um, maybe we could, you know, we were had a little discussion yesterday talking about, you know, um, your family of origin and maybe where you lived and what that was like. I was referred to somebody who was a perp, and then I was, I mean, it just, 
that way in the beginning. That was sort of a mild form of, of um, targeting me. And then I, and then I, a, uh, seven good people came wonderful hair, funny, great dancers, all, and everything came into my life. And then, you know, bank statements started disappearing along with money and various things. So he had to leave. And as I look back, he was just, he was one of them. I, I at first thought he was just a creep. And I realized, yeah, I think he was one of them. People started to kind of surround me. Suddenly I had friends who were wonderful and wanted and he was just the most amazing man ever, wonderful man. But as I look back, I also realized he was a target, and his partner was targeting him. And um, like money was disappearing, and uh, they were kind of messing with his cases they had to do a trial with. They were doing their best to bring him down. And he was such an amazing man that everybody loved. And it just that's just such a treacherous thing to do. Because they do it to all of us. Oh, the lawyer that I sued. I had to sue him after my husband died. He wanted to keep everything. 